Oh, we're recording. Sorry. Recording. <laughs> hey, everybody, and welcome to What the Dictator. I'm LK, and that's Rossi. Hey, mate. G'day. G'day. I forgot to say, this is the podcast where we talk about dictators. Yeah. Uh, how's your shit, mate? Mate, pretty good. Um, at the top, yep. I've got an editor's note from last episode. Oh. Because I cocked up a name. Go on. So here's the correction. The deceased supreme leader and founder of North Korea, his correct name is Kim Il-sung, not Kim Jong-sung, <laughs> as I stated on last week's ep. So apologies, but also it makes it even more confusing for me now. I'm never going to get it right. But he's um, he's the granddaddy of North Korea. So it goes Kim Il-sung and then Kim Jong-il and then Kim Jong-un. Jesus. Well, well done for owning up to your mistake, mate. And on the spectrum of doing bad things, I would rather be you misnaming someone than them murdering everyone. <laughs> yeah, it's just a minor detail. Well, uh, are you ready for big story then? I'm ready. Uh, did you say big story or dick story? <laughs> I said big story, but dick story would also work. What about big dick story? Ooh, yeah. Big dick story. We're going to fuck things up Stalin style this week. Woo. <laughs> Sounds amazing. Right at the top, A-plus mustache game for a dose of Stalin, correct? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good tash. Yeah, it's really thick. It's not um, gimmicky like what Hitler was doing. So no, that's right. It's um, it stood the test of time. Yeah, yeah. Well done, mate. F on everything else for him, though. Real piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Look, I don't. I I just said to you, I don't know too much about him, but um, he seems terrifying. Yeah, he seems terrifying. And one editor's note I would like to put at the top is that when I was doing my research, I just got very spun around and confused about, <sighs> because it's the Soviet bloc, it's like, oh, yeah, one day it's Russia and then the next day it's fucking the Soviet Union and then the next day it's the Hungar- Hungarian-Austrian bullshit. And it, I just get very confused about what they call things. And so I've eliminated country names from, like, everything because it was too much, Okay. <laughs> okay, got it. It's just that Russian-y part of the world. Uh, Joseph Stalin was born in Georgia, not Russia. That's technically a different country. I'm not sure if they were separate countries when he was born, but he was born in what is today considered Georgia in 1878. Wow, oh, he's old. Yeah, I know. He, um, his parents had four children in four years and Joseph was the only one to survive infancy. So that's, you know, sad and Putin-esque, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. So they were poor as shit. Um, his dad was a shoemaker because that's like an 1800s job that someone could have. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he was also a violent, raging alcoholic. Mm. So yep. The seed is planted early. Mm-hmm. So when he's a kid, his mum, who's like really religious, finds a way to leave his dad and his mum and Joe just kind of wander around, staying with different friends. They're kind of homeless. Things are really tough. And then because she's really religious, 
she thinks that the way to help him is to get him to become a priest because the priests have a good life, they're doing God's work, you know, they have enough to eat. So she sends him to preschool and she has to like basically sell everything she owns and like really convince the priest teachers to let her kid in and it's a really, really, really big deal. So, you know, when he's like 12 or something, he just goes to preschool and that's meant to save him. Um, wow. Yeah, which is just different time different world I mean safe to say it didn't no it didn't really (laughs) (laughs) nah didn't really work out um so when the same year he went to preschool when he was 12 he was hit by a carriage and had a bung like paralyzed left arm his whole life which I never knew yeah yeah anyway so he's at preschool with his bung arm and who's like really smart, but uh, one day he tells the priest that he thinks he's an atheist and the priests are like, oh, that's not what we do here at priest school, <laughs> you know? like Yeah, I think you're, you're bucking up the wrong tree. Yeah. Um, and then he starts what's called a forbidden book club in the school where they where they read secret books about socialism and that's really naughty. Wow. He's, he's, quite he's like, yep. There's something going on here. And then when he's a teenager, one day he just walks out of preschool to become a socialist and never goes back. Wow. I know. Like what a fast and loose time. Don't sometimes, don't you wish you were born like in the time before record keeping so you could just kind of fuck shit shit up a little bit more? <laughs> like in high school, being able to just like, decide one day that we didn't want to do it and walk out. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But, look, I'm, I'm not a parent and I don't want to be judgmental here, but, like, this is bad parenting 101 on how to fuck up someone who has a, you know, predisposed psychopathic traits, right? Like his alcoholic father was horrible to him and then his mother tries to make him a priest, like, this is two bad things that have contributed. Yeah, it's a perfect storm. And his dad is like in and out of the picture, so he's never fully gone. He's like sometimes in jail and then he comes back and tries to borrow money and his mum is like so religious she can't think straight and also a battered woman. It's just a mess. And and this yeah. Joseph kid is like clearly really smart and I don't know, I don't like it. I don't like any of it. Yeah. I, f- I feel sorry for Joseph at this point in time. Yeah, you won't for much longer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um, after he walks out of preschool to be a socialist, he just randomly gets a job as a meteorologist. Really- <laughs> I read that too. I was like, that's so weird. <laughs> like I thought you didn't even training that maybe wasn't available at priest school to be a meteorologist, but I may be wrong. Yeah. I don't know what it was like back then, but these days it's really hard to get a job at the bomb. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's a good job. Yeah. you got to fill out, like, cover letters and shit. Yeah. 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 But he just walks right into it. So, <laughs> And he's, like, secret revolutionary on the side. So while he's a meteorologist, at night he's, like, holding secret meetings, trying to, like, form rebellions because at this time in – what is now Russia. Here's where the country names get so confusing. But in this time, he's being ruled by the Tsar. 
which is um, Anastasia's parents. So it's right. okay. in a dictatorship. And so he thinks he's doing a really good thing by like fighting for socialism and organising all these workers to strike and really like giving the power to the everyman. I think the intent maybe a little bit was at least good. Yeah, yeah. I mean all political figures, you know, have good intent at the start, surely. But yeah. yeah. The thing with Stalin, I think, I don't want to say nice things about him, but I, I think he thinks that he was acting in the best interest of the country and he just thought about everything on a really, really high level and didn't at all care about the individual lives of the people. He just, like, looked at the really big picture and was like, how do I bring this place into modern times? And his way of doing it was really um, quite murderous. But we'll get to that. Right. Well, well done you for kind of seeing it from that perspective. Thank you. Okay, so where are we? He's a meteorologist by day, revolutionary by night, and he um, there's all these secret police in Russia, which I'm sure there is now too, and I'm sure there is everywhere. What do I know? But anyway, so... He gets kind of on the secret police's radar, but for a number of years he manages to, like, not officially get arrested because if you officially get arrested, you're fucked, right? Like, because this is, like, Mm. old-school Russia. So if they arrest you, they either execute you on the spot or send you to exile in, like, Siberia and you're never seen again. So, you know, you want to avoid getting arrested. Um, But then in 1903, so that would make him 25, Mm -hmm. he does get arrested for his revolutionary actions and is sentenced to three years hard labour in Siberia, which sounds really shit. It sounds like horrible. Yeah. Yeah. I once watched um, an episode of World's Worst Prisons and there was one on Siberia and it looked really cold. Yep, I bet it would. Yeah. And everyone was wearing those like fur hats that are made out of raccoons or something. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So, exiled to Siberia, not ideal. He tries to escape the first time by just like walking out and his toes get frostbitten and he has to come back. And then um the second time he just walks out again and like escapes. And he Totally doesn't mind just walking from Siberia to Moscow or some shit. Like he's all about it. He's like, well, this is what I have to do. This is what I'm going to do. So I had a lot of, um, what do we call that, fortitude? Uh, yeah, I guess so, yeah. Yeah. I just, not to make light of the situation, but at least <laughs> in my life I've gotten to the point with embracing technology where I don't think I could walk for like, an hour without needing some sort of musical podcast in my head. <laughs> and he wouldn't have had anything. Like, what's going on in your head if you're walking from fucking Siberia to Moscow? What do you do? What games do you play? Um, let's try and be the most evil dictator in the world game with yourself. <laughs> yeah. He wins. Oh, Jesus. Okay, so. He's out of exile. It's 1904. Am I going too quickly, mate? No, this is, this is good. Good, good. He marries this woman from Georgia called K. 
Katarina the last name is spelled S-V-A-N-I-D-Z-E. What do you make of that? Marries <laughs> her. Um, they have a son and then this Katarina woman dies of typhoid three years after they get married. His son, the son's name's Jacob or Jakob, but let's call him Jacob. So they have this son. Stalin's never really into his son that much and he gets really offended when the son as a teenager tried to commit suicide but it didn't work. And so he kind of disowned his son. And then later in World War II, Jacob the son got caught by the Nazis and Stalin refused to like exchange anything for his son. So this Jacob kid just died in a Nazi concentration camp, even though it was Stalin's son who was leading Russia. I know, that's awful, isn't it? Yeah, it's like real dark. And not only that, but Katerina, who's the wife, she died shortly after they got married, but later Stalin executed her entire family. I know, but he, he, was, he was devastated when she died. Yes, he was, but I also don't care that much. <laughs> I know, I know, it, it doesn't make any excuse, but maybe it pieces the pit together a bit better yeah okay that's fair that's fair so now we're around 1905 ish and he just keeps organizing shit and shit keeps getting more violent like there's kind of a civil war of of sorts there's like different because the soviet bloc is made up of so many different like ethnicities and religions it's just a fucking shit show and everyone is shooting everyone and and Stalin's like, great, these are the exactly the conditions I need to come in and, like, really create the Russia I want to create. So he's into it. And so when he starts getting into all the violence, that's when he meets Lenin, who was running Russia before him. So they're kind of buddy-buddy. They're, they're on the same page. Yep. So then in 1911 he gets exiled to Siberia again. And again he just walks out because... He's fucking Stalin. Um, and he gets exiled because he was running a newspaper, which is called The Truth, and it's this socialist newspaper about how the working man needs to take back the power and everybody needs to rise up and fuck shit up. That's basically the point of the newspaper. What's interesting is that um, because Stalin had, like, smallpox scars in his bung arm, he would, like, manipulate the photos of himself in the newspaper so that he looked hotter. Yeah, what a, he's like the original inventor of Photoshop. Yeah, what a dickhead. <laughs> uh, I know. And there's a an image of him when he's like quite young and he has kind of long hair and he looks quite handsome. But I, it's, I think it's just a, you know, 1900s Photoshop job. Yeah, I do think it's easier to look handsome in sepia tones as well. Yeah, true, true. But he's not unattractive. I mean, he has nice eyes and, like we said, good yeah. mustache. <laughs> good mustache, yep. Um, okay, so around the same time as he gets exiled, he um, has sex with a 13-year-old girl and then she has a baby and the baby dies and then later she has another baby. We don't really know anything about that, but um, I don't think having sex with 13-year-old girls is ever a good idea. Nah, it's not. 
I'm, it's my face is just really cringing. Yeah, yeah, it's not great. Um, so then in 1916, you may recall, Rossi, uh, World War One was happening. Oh, yep, 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 that one. Yep, that one. And so Russia enters it in 1916 and he gets conscripted, so he has to go fight. But once he gets to the battlefield, they're like, oh, mate, you have a bung arm, you don't have to fight. And he's like, great, I'll just keep being a revolutionary. Amazing. Ah, uh, so it's worked out well for him. That well for him, yeah. Um, and then 1917 is when the Russian Revolution starts. The Tsar and his family have been killed, everyone except Anastasia, who uh, ended up being in that Disney movie that one time. What's your stance on that, BT Dubs? Do, we, do you think there is a secret child of the Russian Tsar Nicholas out in the world that escaped the execution? Uh, oh, I have no idea, mate. Okay. Uh, it's never been a thought of mine. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll talk about it later, but um, I've got theories. Joseph Stalin held the position of Secretary of the Russian Communist Party when Lenin died in 1924. Stalin then promoted himself as his successor to become the leader. Iconic. So Russian Revolution starts. Lenin, his mate, becomes the boss of Russia and Stalin becomes like, vice boss and it's all very confusing so stalin actually isn't the leader of russia for that long officially but he's always kind of in control because he's a mad bastard and so 1928 is where shit starts to pop off so um according to the west which is where you and i come from mate, we really loved russia right because they were an ally in world war one and world war two as far as Mm -hmm. we are concerned He's great. Everything's going great in Russia. They're really advancing themselves. The issue is that Stalin has these ideas called five-year plans where he's going to basically take Russia from being a place where where people rely on farming and turn it into an industrial nation where people build things in factories. Um, lots of countries do that. That's kind of a, a thing that has happened many, many times before. The issue is that Stalin didn't care about people dying at all like yeah. it didn't give a shit and so he was like okay everyone in the country has to move to the city but they weren't given any food they weren't given any resources they weren't paid very well for their job and so everybody just sort of tried to get to the city but a lot of people just died and then when they got to the city there was nothing for them anyway and so they'd left everything behind and had absolutely nothing and there's no welfare system so people just died yeah, wow. That's um that's pretty bleak. But also, um is he the original inventor of the five year plan? <laughs> I mean so many things for that, perhaps, yeah. Yeah. Every time you go to a job interview and they say, What's your five year plan? We can thank Stalin. Yeah, I guess I guess we can. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this whole time Everyone in America and Britain was like, yay, Stalin. Like no one was concerned about this except the people that were dying, but they had nothing, no way of doing anything about it. Yeah, but maybe they didn't kind of tell the West that, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, And then in 1932 this thing happened called, and I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of this, but the Ukrainian Holodomor. Domor? Okay. Um, 
which is basically when so um Stalin wanted to make Ukraine Ukrainian citizens more obedient which based on my understanding of current politics Putin is also trying to make the Ukraine more obedient but let's talk about that later anyway so he's just like cool they're a major grain producer so I'm going to send the army in and we're going to take away every piece of grain they produce and we're going to sell it to other people and feed other people with it and so he just starved them out and between three and 12 million people died in 1932 alone because he just took all the food that's crazy I know but then so that was in 1932. In 1940, he's named Time Magazine Person of the Year. <laughs> wow. Who's in charge of that? Oh, some dickhead. Um, and it's because, like, in 1940 we were in World War Two, and the Russians were everybody's friend again. Mm, yep. Which is just, it's so confusing. It's so it's fucked up to get your head around. And then also in 1940, um, there were all these Polish prisoners in like a camp. There were 22,000 of them and Stalin sent in his men to kill them all. I think maybe just because he hated Polish people, not really sure. And he said the Nazis did it because the Nazis also hated Polish people. And the truth didn't come out until 1990. That the Nazis commit that massacre. Yeah. Whoa, that's crazy. Yeah, he he's just um he's ruthless in in getting his objective across. Right, he just doesn't care what happens to millions of people along the way. Yeah, there's this quote um that turns out is fake, so I didn't include it. But okay, <laughs> <laughs> but it's something like. He, he was falsely quoted as saying, like, one death is a tragedy, a million deaths is progress, or, or something like that. Whoa. Yeah. I mean. So his way of thinking is just really fucked up. Yeah. Oh, and then in 1950, he gave North Korea permission to invade South Korea. So it's all coming full circle. Yeah. Yep. They're all, um, they're all connected. Yeah, they're all fucking connected. Um, And then in 1945 and 1948, he was shortlisted for the Nobel Peace Prize. Yeah, I saw that too. (laughs) What? What? Um, Yeah. And then he just, so he ruled Russia until he died in 53. And then we all found out afterwards that he is believed to be responsible for the deaths of 20 million people. Which, to put that in context, I think the Nazis are believed to have killed 6 million people. Wow. So that's a lot more. There's a lot more and a lot less talked about. And just what? It's just, it's confusing because it's like you live two lives. One as this ruthless murderer and one as this kind of international political hero. Mm. I don't like yeah. it. I don't like it at all. Fun fact too, though, do you, his, his name's not really Stalin. He just made up that name because it means steel in Russian. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at his, his birth name is Jesus. 
Lotab Bezerinarius ze Yugavili. That's definitely not how you say it. But that's different to Joseph Stalin. <laughs> it is, but Joseph Stalin is much easier to say, so thank you. Yeah, well done, mate. Um, and so that's him, and I think Russia and the Soviet bloc are still kind of dealing with that because it wasn't actually that long ago, 1953. No, that's, that's right. Chew on that while you're trying to go to sleep at night, eh? Should we let's should we do the first gate the first gates game the first <laughs> dates the first dates game Yes, I've been thinking about this actually. Okay, okay. First date with Joey Stalin. Where do you go? What do you do? How does it end? Okay, so I think we just go for a long walk. <laughs> I'm gonna you're gonna be the podcast to his walk. Yeah, I'll be the voice in his head. Yeah. Um, Ooh. <laughs> yeah. So maybe a snowy hike of sorts. I feel like yep. his vibe. And then um, we'd probably stop along the way. We'd see other people having a nice picnic out on the grass, and we'd probably um, raid their picnic and steal their food. Yes, because he knows how to do that well. So that's good. Yep. And then the conversation's going really well, but then when I tell him I'm in my 30s, he loses all interest in me because he only likes to shag teenagers and then we break up and it's very sad. <laughs> it would be sad. I, um, I have this image of you and Joey Stalin walking through the snow and he's in his, you know, military outfit and you're wearing like a floor-length snow coat covered in penny sequins yes um and that's joey styles joey styles (laughs) (laughs) Uh, he always sounds like a good bloke when you say it like that i know but he's not he's really really bad yeah i know always men what if what if in this imaginary world we replaced all the current world leaders that are male with female ones. What do you think would happen? Oh, mate, by the end of week one, there would be like a global summit where everybody logs onto Zoom and we just cry together and love each other and talk about things. It would be perfect. <laughs> and there'd be no fucking pink tax on tampons, that's for goddamn sure. Oh, that's for sure. That'd be gone. Oh, Christ. Yeah, we should do it. It's working out well for bloody um, New Zealand was the country I was thinking of. Thank you. Yes, New Zealand. And um, I don't know anything about Angela Merkel, but I think she's doing a pretty good job, isn't she? Yeah, I think she's had, she is not the worst leader Germany's ever had. <laughs> that is for sure. All right, mate, that was, uh, that was great. Thanks very much for informing us all about Joey Stalin. Yeah, you got it, babe. And... Uh, you know, stay classy out there. Don't start any revolutions you can't finish and don't make them murderous. Yep. Yep. Um, thanks for listening. See you all of a sudden. Yeah, bye. Hey, Rossi, guess what? You're mad and I'm not. Haha. <laughs> no, we aren't journalists. No, we are not. Sometimes... 
we get confused with the facts and our accuracy is not always on point. Agree. If you have questions for us or comments about anything we cover, you can get in touch with us on our email. Hello at lkandrossi.com or you can check out our website, lkandrossi.com. Love you. See you all of a sudden. Thank you.